Hello world. Today is August 25th, 2021, and it's day two. So, a little over a year ago, I quit my job in the middle of uh, this pandemic that no one likes to talk about, but also everyone likes to talk about. Um, it, it was... In hindsight, it seems silly that it was such a difficult decision for me, but, you know, I guess it, it's, it's giving up your income, it's giving up benefits and health care um, in a very uncertain time, but honestly, it was, it was the, one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, the workplace itself was very toxic. And frankly, I'm, I'm still processing some of that a year later. I haven't decided how much detail I want to go into on this matter. Because I still respect and care about a lot of the people who still work there. And I don't see any of them as bad people. I just don't agree with a lot of the decisions. I, I definitely don't agree with where the culture stands or stood where I, when I left, it didn't look like it was going to be changing. If anything, it was honestly getting worse uh, through the situation of last year. And as frustrating and uncomfortable as that workplace was, I honestly, I don't think it's a terribly unique experience. I've, I've heard a lot of similar things from a lot of different people in so many different industries. And it's confounding because it's, the cultures are just so detrimental to our, our well-being as humans. As so many of us know, we live in a culture of burnout, and I'd like to say that not everywhere is like that. And I still hold out that little benefit of the doubt that maybe, maybe there are places, you know, that, <laughs> that don't subscribe to that and actually take care of people as if they were people. I just haven't seen it. And that culture of burnout, it's perpetuated within our workplaces and then covered up with all these benefit programs like the free health care and whatever funds and activities and parties and, and weekly drinks days, you know, and gym on site, whatever it is, you know. Not to mention the free food, coffee, and toilet paper, which I forgot about because it has been a minute. At any rate, the burnout thing is, is definitely what happened to me at this last job. Um, I was there for about three years, and probably about halfway through was when the burnout started. Probably honestly started before then. I just kept pushing through, but the mental breakdowns and the panic attacks, that 
all kind of started about a year and a half in. And then I continued to push through a whole nother year and a half without taking a break because I didn't feel like I could. Which is, that's the kicker, isn't it? Like, they set it up. I don't know if it's, I, I feel like it's intentional, but maybe it's not. But it's, it's like, these things get set up so that it feels like if you're taking a break, you're screwing over all of these coworkers you've stress bonded with. And so you just, you just keep working and you never take a freaking vacation. And so it, it, it took until July of 2020 for me to take an actual vacation to myself. And it was encouraged, uh, by my management because I was not, I was not, I was not beating their productivity standards. And so, you know, they, they put on this whole take time off, sharpen the saw, you know, you'll be more effective when you come back. And so I came back and I, and you know, it did, it did feel like my saw was sharpened. But then I immediately was punished for taking time off in several ways. And so it basically creates this cycle of like, well, it feels like I can't take time off. And then you hit this wall of, okay, I need to take time off because I'm literally staring at an empty desktop for three hours because I can't get myself to open Outlook. And then you finally take the break and then you come back from the break and you find out, oh no, I was right the whole time. I actually couldn't take time off. That was not okay for me to take time off. Ooh, and one of the kickers I really love, this wasn't at my old, old workplace, but I have heard of it. Um, I know a lot of companies now offer this unlimited time off thing. And it's like, okay, so it's like unlimited, but within reason. And then it's just like, why, why, why would you do that? And you got to think about it. Like there's got to be an incentive. Like a company's not going to do something if there isn't an incentive behind it. Because that's one of the things about economics is people, entities, companies respond to incentives and companies, their incentive is profit. And so you got to look at whatever the question is from a stance of profit. So if you're looking at unlimited time off, if they're offering that, it's got to be profitable for them. And the crazy thing is... <clears throat> I was talking to a guy who was uh, chief data officer or something like that. New titles, you know, data and all that fun stuff for some big tech companies. Uh, he was a friend of a friend. <clears throat> and he was saying the reason companies do that is because when you look at the statistics behind those two options, giving two or three weeks of paid time off, uh, versus unlimited time off, employees actually take something like 30% less time off when it's unlimited than if you have a specific amount. Because it's, it's like, if you think about it, like if you, if you see it as like, okay, well, this is my bank and you have so many rollover hours or no rollover hours, or, you know, there's a cap to the rollover or whatever it is, you're going to start spending your hours because it's got this kind of use it or lose it feel to it. But if you have unlimited time off, it's just like, okay, well, I can, I can do that whenever. And then you start to respond to, okay, well, what's, 
Joe down the hall doing? Joe hasn't taken a vacation in two and a half years. I guess I shouldn't take a vacation either. Like, Joe's been getting promoted. I want to get promoted. And so we just end up in this cycle of never taking time off and just giving our lives to these companies that actually don't give a shit about us. And like when it comes to put from when it comes push to shove, like, and that's the part that's that's crazy making because you talk to the, when you're talking to like a boss or whoever HR you're talking to a person, but that person is speaking on behalf of this company who doesn't give a shit, and it's just it's so incredibly frustrating because it's you're not talking to a person but you feel like you do. I don't know, it's... It's so frustrating. Looking back, I can pinpoint the day, the evening, that I realized I was gonna have to leave the company. Granted, it took me almost a year after that point to actually get up the gumption to put in my two weeks. I had other lessons I had to learn. But gosh, I remember it. It was it was kind of a beautiful night because I had scored a ticket to the Rolling Stones. Uh it was kind of a happenstance because the company had the tickets. They had they were, you know, treating the execs like they did. They never it was it was just kind of like if there's a free ticket, we'll open it up to the company and maybe accounting or admin or, you know, someone who's not on the operations side will get to go. Um, so that was really cool. Made me feel real valued there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I managed to get this ticket because someone couldn't go very last minute. It was seriously hours before the concert, and I saw the email go out. It was the only time that I was ever thankful to have Outlook on my phone. But I saw the ticket and I was like, yes, I want to go. And I went and it was a freaking fantastic concert. I, oh, I freaking loved it. It was beautiful. And I, I remember there was, there was this one moment there. It was, there was a set change. They had, they had this long catwalk, of course, for Mick Jagger, um, but they, they had this long catwalk and they had um, set up um, at the very end of it for one of the songs and so they were pulling everything back um, and doing this kind of transition period for a few minutes there and so they just kind of had the rolling like beat of the next song coming in just kind of vamping and everyone knows it was Sympathy for the Devil um, the one with the woo woos uh, yeah, and so like the entire stadium knew and started doing the woo-woos and it was freaking beautiful because it was like, it was blacked out and everyone had their little cell phone lights, you know, it's a stadium filled with, you know, 17,000 people or whatever it was, 15,000, I don't know, pre-COVID, but just all of these people in the exact same place, in the exact same feeling, just singing into the night together. 
and it was beautiful. And I remember looking back and it's like, it's not like you need to know the song to figure out the woot woos because it repeats every bar. It's, you figure it out real quick. Um, but I remember looking back into the box and me and, you know, this one other guy was like, he was super into the stones. We were both, you know, on that level with the, with the rest of the entire crowd. And I remember looking back at the box at the rest of the execs there and it just expressionless. It was so strange. It was like almost lifeless. And I'm like, how with this much energy from, from this many people, how, how are you not in the least bit moved? It just, I mean, maybe they just really didn't like the stones. So why were you there? But I, whatever. Um, but you know what I, what I took away from that, how I see that now is looking at where I was in the company, looking at how I could quote unquote grow, how I could be quote unquote successful in the company, who I'd have to become. I didn't like it. It, it felt like for me to continue at this company, I would have to let such a big, important part of myself, my, my deepest part of myself, my soul, I would have to let it die. And I just, I wasn't willing to do that. And it honestly took me a little while after quitting to really start to put words to why I quit. When I, when I did quit, it just, it was kind of this feeling of this isn't right. I need to get out something. I just, I, I felt like I was dying and the only thing I could see to make this feeling stop was to leave. So I left. And the myriad of reasons I left aside, I'm grateful for the experience. I'm very grateful, not only because I've been very lucky in this, because I've, I've learned about myself through this process. I've, I've learned that I don't think it's possible for me to do a thing, for me to devote my time and energy to doing a thing and not put my soul into it, not put myself into it. Because that's the thing is, if I'm looking at the work that I was doing there, like I, I did not care. I did not care about the work. I frankly didn't like it. It was, I, I honestly hated the part of my job that was the most important, arguably the most important part of my job. I hated it. And yet I still put all of me into it. So much of me that being in that space and that space being toxic to my soul it just, it was ripping me apart and I was walling off parts of myself that 
I should have been feeding, I should have been dancing with, you know? One of my friends much more recently left one of her jobs on much better terms. Well, left her job. Um, and on her way out, in her exit interview, they they asked her a really interesting question that she later shared with the household. And that question was about appreciation and value. They asked her, did you feel appreciated when you worked here? And then they asked, did you feel valued? And it wasn't until then, until we opened that up for discussion that, that we kind of realized as a household, that I realized that appreciation and value, feeling appreciated and feeling valued are two very different things, but we often confuse them. And that's the thing is, at my last workplace, I did feel appreciated by most people, not everyone, but I did feel generally appreciated. But I don't think I ever really felt valued. We'll bookmark a deeper discussion on value for later, but as nice as it would feel to feel valued in the workplace, the most important place to foster that sense of value is inside of ourselves, inside of me. And so that's what I'm trying to do here is I'm moving from a place of valuing and respecting myself, of learning to value and respect myself. And that's why I choose to keep going.